3: Hey
0: everyone, Alex C. Talanda here, and welcome to Season 3 of Ostium! Firstly, thank you to all our Patreon supporters who got us to our first goal and got us this new season started early. So before we kick off, I just wanted to mention a couple things. First, Radio Public. For those not familiar, this is a podcast app. But unlike other podcast apps, this one pays creators for each episode that is listened to. It's also a pretty decent podcast app, so if you're not using Radio Public, Please consider it, because it's a very easy way to support podcasters. Second, PodCon 2 is happening in Seattle on January 19th through the 20th, and Team Ostium is going to do its best to be there. Specifically me and Georgia, the voice of Monica. We've actually got a GoFundMe campaign going on right now, And if you're interested in helping out or know someone who is, just head on over to GoFundMe.com and plug in Ostium and you'll find our campaign right away. There's also some pretty cool rewards too, depending on how much you contribute, including access to the whole of Season 3 right now. Okay, enough said. Oh, and I hope you enjoy the updated theme song. (sighs)
3: Same shit, different day. I know neither Jake nor I ever said this to each other. And I know he was pretty much on cloud nine after finding Ostium. After he got to go through doors and visit other worlds. But there were times when things just dragged. Like molasses. Where we felt lost and kind of helpless. Where it took going through another door to see if there might be any answers. And there weren't. Those days, Ostium felt like a bitch. Even Jake would admit this, if he was still alive. And now, I think every day is going to feel like this. Worse. Because I can't go through any of those doors. I'm just fucked. Pure and simple. And I've got fuck all else to do but drink tea and pour out my fucking sorry soul. So, where did we leave off? I went through the stages of imprisonment. I knew I was trapped, but I wasn't going to accept it. I tried opening that failsafe door, like, five more times. Each time there were screams. Each time it fucking terrified me. Each time I slammed it shut and ran back to the clock tower. I tried the front gate, opened it up, and stepped outside. I had no fucking clue where I was, or when I was. It could be planet Earth. Or the other side of the fucking galaxy. The ass end of the universe. But you know, it it just happened to look like Earth. Outside the gate were trees and shrubberies and a dirt road. And everything that said normal. One time I started walking. A good 30 minutes. Nothing changed. Until I got to the sign. You know the one. The one Jake found playing that game. Says Ostium. And the elevation... Whatever it is. And the population zero that was that was that was fucking humbling it made it all hit home pushed me to the next stage so i came back closed the gate found this gnarly hexagonal padlock to lock the gate with just in case anyone or anything showed up outside and wanted to come in and i didn't want it to come in and i yelled at everything for like an hour. Cussing, and screaming, and spitting. Kept going until my voice just stopped working and I was hoarse, my throat raw and dry. Tea obviously helped. And rest. Then I thought maybe Ostium and I could make a deal. Or had made a deal. Maybe someone, at some point, had added a failsafe to the failsafe. I knew there was a big fat one on the clock tower door, so I went looking for door number two. Used that handy-dandy wood map carving. That sure was a fucking useful addition, glad they did that. Found door two, took a breath and tried to open it. It did open, and there were the screams again. Fuck no. I went to door three after that, wouldn't open, wouldn't budge a fraction of a centimeter, tried doors 4 through 10 no fucking luck I regressed to anger again for a while it sure made me feel better I tell you and that's when I got a real bad case of the mopes I was moping all over the floor and the walls it was fucking ugly ugly stopped eating got really hungry so I ate stopped drinking tea really missed it so I started again I I don't know how long I spent in that dark fucking period, but I did come out of it. And the next day I was just okay. Okay with ostium, okay with my predicament. I wanted to make myself feel good, work on some positives. So I made some great food, the perfect cup of tea. I wondered what else I could do, and then I had a real dirty idea. That might have been the best orgasm I've ever had. Well, from one woman to another, orgasm singular isn't really correct, am I right? That's as far as I'm going. It was fucking great. After I regained my self and awareness, I took a walk around Ostium, going up and down the streets. Very enjoyable. And that's when fucking serendipity struck. That's when I heard a car arriving outside the gate. I was never in the military. Let's make that clear, right fucking now. All that jargon and shit was a smokescreen. A good one, I might add. Jake bought it, hook, line, and sinker. And you know what? I just got what that expression means. That's pretty damn funny, and exact. However, when you become a viable and valid member of the Ostium Network, you don't just get to waltz in and do your thing. There's training, it's mandatory, and it's rigorous. And I went through the whole fucking thing. And scored really well. Like one of the best in a long time. Ergo, while the military stuff was all smoke and mirrors, I was also pulling from a wealth of similar experience. So when I heard that car, I reacted on instinct. I wasn't at the gate, but I was close by. I moved into position with light footsteps imagined myself as a ballerina it it actually does help and totally works i was by the left side of the gate behind part of the wall hidden from anything or anyone looking in from the outside but with how i was peeking i could see when needed the old volkswagen beetle was a vehicle i'd soon become very familiar with i watched the guy i'd learned was named jake fisher get out and walk up to the gates His face was awestruck. He looked kind of tired. He'd been driving for a long time. Probably drank a ton of coffee. This was before his high tea times, after all. But he also looked so excited. Like that other old saying, a goddamn kid in a goddamn candy store. I might be paraphrasing a bit. He looked at the lock on the gate, cute frown line forming on his forehead. Yep, hexagonal was kinda weird but it was ordained as the ubiquitous shape for the ostium network something to do with symmetry and balance and a bunch of math that don't mean shit to me but not obsessive not like fucking Battlestar Galactica with the stupid octagonal paper the fuck was that about oh and I'll get to my background eventually and why I know weird shit like BSG factoids Jake got back in his car turned around and left I knew he'd be back probably the following day. That look in his eyes. He could barely keep himself away. If he'd had the supplies, he probably would have slept the night in his car. So I went back to the clock tower and did some thinking. Everything had changed, and now I knew some things. Complete change to a few days ago when it seemed like it was the end of everything. I knew Ostium, this fabricated town I'd helped invent and create, was somewhere. But as I said before, it could have been anywhere. It could have been somewhere where there were no people. And I think that would have been the end of it for me. But seeing Jake made it better. So much better. It gave me something I hadn't had at almost any moment I'd been here. Hope. He was human. He was normal looking. He breathed oxygen. Plus, he was cute to boot. So a lot of check marks in the wind column there. What it would mean for me and for Ostium once Jake got inside, I had no clue. For all I knew, he could come in and hit the exact same roadblocks I did. Discover the not-at-all fun of the banshee doors. But even if that were the case, I now had an out. An escape. I wasn't fucking trapped here. Even if I was stuck in the 1940s, for example. It would be bad really fucking bad. I've read the history. As a black woman, I don't even like to try and think about it. But still, it would be something, something not ostium. Though with what Jake was wearing, I wasn't thinking 1940s for a second. But you get the point. I realized I had to let him in, give him a chance and see what he'd get up to. So that night, I took the lock off the gate. I also thought about whether I'd need the gun at all. At that moment, it was in its secret place. The next day, Jake stepped into Ostium for the first time. I didn't feel anything change. Nothing felt different. But at some fundamental level, something must have happened, right? Because this was the Jake who's had a connection to every door we've ever been through in Ostium. There must have been something going on. But from my perspective, with my experience of ostium, I noticed absolutely nothing. I was ready for him, just as I was yesterday, day one, and have been ever since. Except for that last meeting, when the other hymn surprised me. Didn't see that one coming. But, as the man of the hour would say, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I was ready when he pulled up outside. The lock was off the gate and everything else was set. He'd have no problems getting in. I needed him to get in. I didn't want him having problems getting back in his car and going all the way home. I jogged back to the clock tower and went into the bathroom. I crouched down and drew a circle on a tile behind the sink. The tile popped out of the wall, revealing the hidden space. I retrieved the gun and put the tile back where it was. This had also been my idea. I didn't know I'd be using this hidey-hole for a gun. I just knew there needed to be one in the clock tower. Thank you, past Monica, for thinking of this, because future Monica was going to need this place to hide the gun, and a certain pair of special gloves from future Jake. Then I waited. I'd closed the bedroom door. The bathroom door was open, and that's where I was waiting. If he came this far, I was going to need to subdue him. But... Something told me I'd be okay. My first unwarranted insight into Jake's character based on absolutely nothing. That just turned out to be completely correct. I heard murmurings once he was inside. Couldn't make out what he was saying. Guess he was deciding what to do. What door to go with. That was when things got tense. When I held my breath. Then I heard him leave. I didn't waste time. Quickly following. Stealth was my middle name as I quietly pursued. Followed him all the way to door number two. Then I hung back and just watched. He was gutsy. Real gutsy. The way he opened that door, sucked in his breath, and stepped through. It. Honestly, it blew my fucking mind. Here I was. Fucking trapped tried a whole bunch of doors including this one with no luck and the ear strolls in mr nobody and opens any old door like his hands a fucking skeleton key
1: ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down
3: so, like, all of five seconds. I was careful. Real careful. Peeked into the doorway and saw him standing there looking away. As soon as he started to turn around, I ducked back, counted to twenty, then slowly inched back. I watched him walk all the way to the wall of wood. He looked at a big tree, then walked inside the little town on the island I'd learned was Roanoke. That whole story about me going through the door and finding the little wooden figurine that became my talisman and kind of saved my ass? Yeah. That was all bullshit. Made it up to pacify Jake. Make him believe my side of the story and all that. Make him believe we were on the same team. At that point, and for a while after that, we were. Not really sure when that changed, but it did. As for the Mary Celeste, that part was all true, except he went through first and I followed him, not the other way around. But he did close it behind him, and it did totally scare the crap out of me. But I got out of that one, barely. With each monumental leap Jake took in Ostium, I was just one small step behind him, learning with him, experiencing what he was. Mars was the same story. Snuck in behind Jake and went on my own scenic trip. Got close to where Jake was, and that's when I decided to leave the audible breadcrumbs. This time, I got to slam the door in his face. Got the upper hand. And it felt damn good. That's when I came up with my whole fabricated background, with the military and all that jazz. As far as that infrared map thingy, I don't know what the fuck that was, where it came from. I've still got the ability now. The lot of good it does me. Was it some sort of buried code within the mainframe that I was never told about? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if my bullshit jargon is right there, but you get the picture. I figured they'd send in some people to come look for me. I hope they would, at least. Not that many. That was pretty damn surprising. I didn't even know if they could send people through anymore, it just never occurred to me for some reason, like there was a mental block. Maybe I just thought because I couldn't get back, they'd somehow know this back at the Ostium Network and wouldn't risk sending anyone else in. But they did. A whole fucking bunch. And yet, we got through with it. I used my technical know-how, what I knew about Ostium and the way it worked, both as one who was involved in its creation and one who has experienced it firsthand. And it worked. I thought it would. I didn't know it would. If those bullets had gone through the door, Jake would have been torn to ribbons, blood everywhere. But that didn't happen. I don't really know why the door didn't open for them. It's a mystery. (sighs) Sure saved our asses, though. And then they went away. Where did they go? Back to the Ostium network? No. We know for a fact that's not fucking possible. So I had theories, of course. I'm guessing they went out the front gate. They they had to have. Otherwise, we would have found them sooner. Somewhere in Ostium. Maybe they checked the fail-safe door, if they knew about it. Maybe they didn't know about it in which case they went and opened that gate, expecting to set foot back in the Inception Chamber. Boy, did they get a rude awakening. As fucking rude as I did. And here's where I start conjecturing. They went walking down the road. For a long time. Hoping to find something. Anything. Remember, they never heard us. In their mind, Ostium was empty. The doors didn't open. It was a complete dead end. They went down that road for a long time, into the dark of night, not knowing what they'd find. Nothing. That's all they could find. At some point, Sergeant Harris would have gotten the blunt fucking hint, turned around and headed back. They couldn't just keep walking down the road, hoping, wishing for something. Thank God they didn't have wheels of some sort. If they had... They would have found a whole world waiting for them. Don't like to venture down that path. Don't like to think about all that. Them's dark and dangerous thoughts. So they came back to Ostium because it was something they knew. Something they could trust, they thought. That's how I knew, without a fucking doubt, they'd be back. And I made sure I was ready for them. It worked out Jake wasn't around. Pretty fucking fortuitous, I gotta say. And I guess they never found or tried door number two. It does make sense. There are a lot of doors in Ostium. I led them to it. I led them through. There was no hesitation on their part. It was a way out, an escape. They weren't going to waste time wandering. Closing the door behind them, sealing them in that part of Ostium, was easy. What they found on the other side... I don't know. Screaming ghosts? banshees, Horrors they never could have imagined? Or just simply Roanoke? I didn't kill those men. I didn't send them in there to die. If you want to blame someone, blame the asshole who sent them into Ostium to get Steve and I. Their fate was sealed once they stepped through. The bigwigs at the Ostium Network should have known that. They should have known better. They should have fucking known better. I've gotten the message loud and clear from Jake. According to him, I was to blame for what I did, for what happened to them. But I don't, I don't accept that. I won't accept that. They made many wrong choices along the way, them and their superiors. How many fucking doors have Jake and I gone through? How many times have we fucking died? Yeah, it's come close. But we've survived. Those men were trained for the extreme. If they couldn't hack it, they never deserved to be in the positions they were in, in the first place. I still don't fucking know how any of them died. The ones we found. Just lying there. Not a mark or scratch on them. You know, not that I think of them the way they were lying there. Yeah, I... I can't believe I never fucking thought of it before. I think I know what fucking killed them. A beam. A beam from that puny little gun I've got. It has a setting. One shot. One zap. One kill. All it takes is one beam. That's quite possibly what did it. Holy shit. I can't... I really can't believe it never occurred to me until now. See, these recordings are helpful. But who shot them? (sighs) Me? What? Fucking how? Did I do it in my sleep? In some crazy unconscious state? Just moseyed on through those doors of ostium, found them, shot them, then came back and went back to bed. Plus, I had to get the gun from Heidi hole and put it back. All without Jake noticing. (laughs) Huh. Yeah, not fucking possible. I'm off the hook there, at least. So who else? Jake? Don't need to waste any time on that thought. So it's gotta be someone else. On the other side of Ostium? The other side of those doors? Now, that's fucking scary. It's downright chilling. One person comes to mind. Steve? Steve? Who else could it be? But that would mean he's alive then. Alive and fucking killing people. Okay, but alive. That's the important part. Fucking hell. I gave door four another try because of what happened. Because I sent those men through. Because I knew we had to go back to Mars to get the trinket or talisman or whatever the fuck it is. I thought maybe it might have gotten reset in some way. Or fixed, maybe? Maybe if I could get through a door now on my own, if I could do that, then there was a chance I could get out of here and back home. Even if home wasn't exactly welcoming anymore. So I tried and I failed. This seems as good a place as any to talk about those items we brought back from those places in time. (sighs) I know. What the fuck? None of this stuff was in the original planning. Again, there's a small chance this was all done without my know-how. But it's unfucking likely The map table was part of the setup with Ostium. We knew the doors were the key, the links to different places in time. We knew the numbers were probably important, at least from an organizational standpoint. Therefore, the map table was needed, and it needed to be solid. Permanent. So we made it a wooden carving. But all the stuff about bringing an item, a trinket back from those places, and putting them on the numbers and the light shows and all that? Fuck, man. That was just some crazy shit. It's like, there's the ostium we made, we created, and then there's this other one that came into existence. A part of it is the one we made. Most of it is something else. Something foreign. Something alien. And something that Jake is tied to. Something Jake was tied to. Don't know why. Can't explain it. It just is. The way he would just know jake about the place and how to get us the fuck out and when the shit was hitting the fan when the end was near and imminent like on avalon going on to that goddamn boat and through that little door how the fuck it's like jake made ostium his part of him some fucking how. but if so what now The earthquake really fucked with me. I've never been in one before. You could probably tell that. But what it did to Ostium? No one, not a single one of the hundreds of people involved in the creation of Ostium could have ever predicted that in a quadrillion years. I certainly didn't. The door under the bed was a lucky fucking guess. I know I checked there before, a number of times never saw anything under there except solid, bare floor. Except this time. This time, there was a fucking door, and Jake knew what to do, where to go, and ultimately knew where we were. Man, that was a fucking trip. Him coming back to where he used to work, and then seeing those fucking clones. I know he took it worse. But I was just barely fucking holding it together. I did have a few thoughts after. Long after. After I processed it all. Sort of. Um, no, I'm not going to talk about them now. I'm just not ready to divulge... that. Maybe at some point. In the future. We'll see. Okay, that's all for now. I, I need a fucking break.
0: This episode was written and produced by Alexey Talander. The voice of Monica is performed by Georgia McKenzie. The music was composed by Chris Fletcher. Drumming for the theme song was performed by my brother, Dan Talander, at the Baker Moon Studios in Berlin. If you enjoyed it, you can hear more of Dan's drumming with the band Modern Earl. Any sound effects used are courtesy of the amazing people at freesound.org. Tweaked Audio is helping us out this season. And if you're looking to get a new pair of headphones or upgrade the ones you've got, they have a whole range of cool models on their website at tweakedaudio.com. If you find something you like, be sure to enter the offer code OSTIUM and get 33% off your order, plus a free backpack. So that's tweakedaudio.com, offer code OSTIUM. For a transcript of this episode and lots of other info on everything OSTIUM, check out ostiumpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Ostium Podcast. We also have a store on TeePublic. If you enjoy the show and would like to support us, please consider joining our Patreon, where you can get some neat rewards and support a good show. You can also leave Ostium a review on iTunes. And be sure to let us know, and we'll send you a free sticker as a token of our appreciation. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it.